Oh, uh, dude, we are Broncos live coming to you from Studio X, and the X stands for extra happy that the Broncos are <laughs> back. Let's go. <laughs> How long till we use an X word? The Broncos are back. I'm going to try to use as few X words as I possibly can. You have to use X factor. <laughs> That's Russell Wilson. That's Nathaniel oh, Hackett. That's potentially Pat mm, Sertan. Mm, I'm I disappointed in you being Mr. Madden not using that one. I yet. didn't think about it, um, but I did think about one thing, which is that we have the rideometer. Mm. Do you guys know what the rideometer is? Of course I know what oh, the rideometer is. Okay. The rideometer ranks every Russell Wilson practice on a scale of one to five. Let's ride, boys. Can I get a little clap it up here for the rideometer? Let's ride. Okay. All right, okay. three out of five. Let's rides. It's a solid number. So here's before we get into actual parts that matter. I didn't realize it was like a moving graphic. Oh yeah. Because I hadn't clicked oh. on the tweet. I was like, oh, it's just gonna show up right there. That's actually pretty sick. Yeah. And he says, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> and depending on how many let's rides it is, is depending on how uh, emphatic he is when he says it. Exactly. Oh. Everything we do here, carefully calculated and oh, well yes. thought out. Wow. Oh, yes. I got to catch up. I got to retweet the let's ride-ometer. Oh, me too. Or do you want to call it the let's ride-o-meter? One of us should probably talk. It's got to be the let's, let's ride-ometer. And I thought about another X today. Oh. Um, because Russell Wilson was talking about, uh, he talked to us after practice after, uh, he wanted to be the first guy to meet us after practice. That's why he, he didn't want a media barbecue mm-hmm. thing. He wanted mm-hmm. to be the first guy to talk to us after practice. You mean the last guy to talk to you after <laughs> the first practice? No, that the, it well, that's how it played out, uh, <laughs> at the end of things because Russell Wilson, he's got a lot of people that want to talk to him specifically every single fan that was there yep. and specifically his wife who yeah. is, um, maybe the most famous person out there. So he spent a lot of time. I don't know, dude. A lot of people came and said hi to me on the hill today. Oh, oh, oh see, on the sideline, the debate was like Russell Wilson, Sierra. It's like, it's RK. RK. It's yeah. RK. <laughs> oh, there's no debate if it's Russell Wilson or Sierra. Are you kidding me? Sierra, Look, for sure. Russell Wilson has oh. 5 million Instagram followers. I believe that's the second most in the NFL. Sierra has 35 million Instagram wow. followers. It's not even close. Instagram, Sierra has an inherent advantage, though. Uh, look at Twitter, I bet. I'm sure any <laughs> yeah. social uh-huh. media platform you can look at. All right, fair enough. Um, speak- but, but so Russell oh, Wilson yeah. was wow. talking to us after, uh, and he was talking about how hard he works. And he said, if someone tells me to work X amount, I triple oh. it. Oh. Studio stands for X amount. <laughs> well, then that me- Russ, I'm just going to say this right now. I need seven wins from you this year. Uh, well, okay. He He's going to triple it. 21 he, wins. He could do wow. it. <laughs> that's smart. Yeah, that's smart. You played the numbers. I don't want to over, you know, I don't want to bust. Although, I guess the most you could probably get is 20 wins. Because you would go 17-0 and in the regular season, bye week, three wins. You would get the bye week. Unless, wow, could he, so you could busted. He do you busted. Pro no, Bowl I got after? A and if you bust, you're either at zero or you just stay at seven. Ryan, you have us in for a losing season. Oh, wow. Oh you did this gosh. to us on the I first really day. We could have settled for 18 and we still could have got a Super Bowl. Guys, you guys, could guys, I got theoretically this. get 21. Yes, you could. Pro Another Bowl? team yep. in the AFC that you don't play also went 17 and 0 and they got the one seat on tiebreakers. Wow, that would be something. That would be something. Uh-huh. It's possible. Baby. We're, we didn't bust. We didn't bust. We saved it. Um, all right, boys. So I don't know if you guys know. Notes. Mm. That's just notes. wild. Mm. I'm a huge note. When's the last no, time you took notes? 
Um, last training camp. <laughs> um, again, you're just old, Ryan. You, you proved two two ways mm-hmm. of us that you're old. Yesterday, uh, taking notes is archaic and old. You just got to have a phone, which then connects to yep. your laptop, which then connects connects to your computer, which yep. then connects to the internet, which then connects to DNVR, which then you can easily transport things. Try writing on that with your phone. Be quick. There's just something about it. I like right. I like especially when there's people around me. Uh, you know they're looking <laughs> over and being like, wow. That guy's taking notes. See, you're <laughs> just, just like, you're just, one of these? Hmm. you're old. You're old. Then added bonus, shades the sun. Mm. Can't do that with your phone. A little oh, bit. Just you a can, little bit less. Shade a little Maybe bit. like an iPad XL. But then those get cooked. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to step yeah. my game up on the hill. I need some more like things to make myself comfortable. By the way, Broncos risking lives out here. They took away my bought water bottle. Ooh, oh wow! Because it was metal. Wow! They're like, you can't have that. I'm like, do you see that woman over there in the medical tent? It's probably because you took away her metal <laughs> metal water bottle. Yeah. Did yeah. they let you in? They let me in. Oh. Yes, but they were like, you have to leave your water bottle over here. Does that was, mean? Does that that's mean why you're I'm not metal? Water bottle. Yeah, I was worried for you. What? Does that mean you're not metal? I'm not metal. He's Damn. not metal. You're not metal. That sucks. <laughs> All right. So, first thing on my notes, something we're gonna do at the start of the show every single day. Little game called What Did Russ Cook Today? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to give me a dish and explain why that is ru- what Russ cooked today. Do you want me to start or you guys want to start? I can start, but you okay. can start as well. Hmm, that's a tough choice. I'll start. <laughs> um, today, Russ cooked a Caesar salad. Okay. Um, that actually crossed my mind earlier. With a little bit of chicken on there, so not completely devoid of protein. Okay. But I'll say this, not a lot of substance. You're not walking away from the table like you're full or super satisfied. You're kind of hoping that maybe there's a little dessert uh, left over. And it's obviously not bad. Like if someone, if you're like, what's for dinner? And someone says Caesar salad, you would never say like, ugh. But you're also not like jumping for joy. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I love Caesar salads. Right. Although right. I do love a good Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. Um and finally, what I'll say is like the Caesar salad um, is missing a couple ingredients, but it's not Russ's fault. The his team, which obviously does his grocery shopping, didn't get him all of the groceries that he needs. And the reason I say that is because Russ did essentially nothing wrong today, uh, from from my point of view. Like there was one throw that could have been picked that he just tried to rocketed into a tight window it popped up in the air it was picked um that's a different throw okay um the other throw was that was zero percent russell wilson's fault if you're gonna call it a pick which we'll talk about later it just went like jerry judy just dropped it to justin simmons um and and we'll talk about that in a second but that also wasn't russ's fault he hit him right in the chest Mm -hmm. so i didn't see much wrong where i'm saying he was lacking ingredients is the defense was awesome and the yep. coverage was awesome. And there were very few times where I thought, like, wow, Russ really missed that throw. There's a lot of times where he just got out there and he's like, okay, I have to take this check down. Or I'm going to throw it to a place where only my guy can get it, which was, like, way up in the air. There's one he tried to throw to Cortland. It just went out of the back of the end zone. Like, the defense today was awesome. They didn't give Russ – it was like he was playing chopped. Like, they just threw him a basket of ingredients for, like, make a Caesar salad. And he was like, all right, I'll do the best with what I've got. Well, I think he was working with even fewer ingredients today, Ryan. Mm. What Russ did – was he poured a bowl of Lucky Charms. But he he did it in the way that Zach Stevens does, that does it. Cooking? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, he because 
you're eating dessert for breakfast, oh, so you're okay. really excited for Ooh. what's coming, right? Mm. We were all really excited to see what was coming today. And then you see Russell Wilson come out, and you're so excited. You see the mm -hmm. Lucky Charms, and you're like, oh, man, all these marshmallows are going to be so delicious. But then he ate it the way that I do. You eat the bad Around. parts first. Oh, yeah, you, that, you eat the, uh, you mean the, the, good parts. the graham crackers. Oh, okay. Or whatever yeah. those are. The hollow toasted oat things. You eat all of those. Yeah, every single one. Make sure yep. I don't get one. And sometimes marshmallows try to hang on the bottom of the spoon. They do. And you got to swoosh them off uh -huh. because you can't get tricked. Uh -huh. You can't get tricked by eating any sugar first. So you got to get rid of all of those. Dinner, then dessert. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the dinner, it wasn't tasty. It was not a Caesar salad, Ryan, because it, it, was, it was a little tough at first. The defense made it very tough at every single level. The defensive line and pass rushers were getting after him. Jonas Griffith made a diving stop on the goal line to make sure that Cortland Sutton couldn't get a pass that was thrown from Russ. And then, like you said, Pat Sertan uh, was just in smothering coverage. Ronald Darby yeah. was back. Standout and of the day for yes. me. Yes, he was fantastic, including one play where Cortland Sutton just couldn't get any separation yep. in the end zone, and Russ just had to throw an incompletion there. So, I mean, like you said, the defense was giving him nothing. And then Russ adjusted a little bit started eating the marshmallows and oh. tasted sweet <laughs> but it's hard for that not to taste good and it was also hard for the defense to continue to stand like they were because then nathaniel hackett put them in red zone <laughs> made it easier period after period yes made it, e made it easier for them uh and, and put them in red zone and russ was probably sacked by malik reed but then found eric sauber wide open for a touchdown so a tight end mm -hmm. he went to then the next period it was goal line again Russ threw an absolute dart to Eric Salbert again mm -hmm. in the middle of the end zone, only about five yards out. That was a really good play by Russ, and it's a risky one because I think one earlier uh, when he tried to fit it in a tight window, didn't uh, it didn't work out for him, but that one really did. And then the next play, so that's two tight end touchdowns, and then the next one, very next play, he finds Mike Boone coming out of the backfield, hits him for a touchdown as well. So he rebounded really nice, found the end zone. But those were all non-wide receivers. So yep. Russ adjusted to what the defense mm. was doing, and so I really liked that. And he marshed those mellows. No, he did. All right, Hank, what'd he cook? Uh, I, I was a little more impressed. Oh. I, my baby, my bar was set a little bit lower. It's, I had him as just like a... He's used to watching Brendan Lewis. Oh, so. that's true. So Russell yeah. Wilson was a huge <laughs> yep. upgrade. That is true. I had him as just like a, a medium, well-done t-bone steak Whoa. no sides no sides He's getting a steak little, today yep little little scoop of like garlic butter on top see this fits me because i don't think steak is like the holy grail of meals yeah but everyone I would else say does. most people would though yeah yeah see because my thing is like he went out there he did his thing it was good like were there flaws there were flaws like there's no sides it's not like you're getting like a wagyu steak it's like maybe a little bit overcooked but mm. but you're still getting a steak and here in denver you know we've been getting a lot of unseasoned chicken for dinner or that's just at your house maybe some <laughs> no that's no we're not gonna it's teddy um but then also sometimes you go to burger king oh you're still talking about quarterback yeah exactly <laughs> and so just like yeah did you have like lobster did you have like a nice fancy steak no you got no mac and cheese kind of like side. a bottom level of steak but it was still a steak and you go out there and so he's like a grocery store steak exactly cooked on the grill which is not where you should cook steaks. oh really uh good thing i have one of those it wasn't seasoned properly no, no, not great. No sides. A little scoop of garlic butter. Like there's a little. I there's think a little I'd rather have the Caesar salad. <laughs> I th I th yeah, I think with this one though, there's got to be like 
an under too undercooked or overcooked part of the steak yeah. here because there was some good but there was also some bad yep. again not all his fault uh but one of the plays that i saw and ryan i think you and i disagree about this um was the one that popped in the air and justin simmons jumped under and was able to uh to, to catch the one interception. that not the last play of practice not the last play of practice okay. no yes this was not an interception it hit the ground. I have a better view than you. Not on that one. It was like 15 yards ahead of me. In front no, of me. it was like yes, 15 was. yards in front of me. No way. No. No. I thought it was a pick for what it's worth. But you guys are both close to me. He got those hands under there. He didn't. Hank, you were right next to me. Was I right next to me? No, I was not. No, I was not. I was in the shade. This is the one where he forced it into Jerry. I don't know who was in coverage. It was, it, you force it in the middle of the field. Yep. And there was just a cluster yeah. number of people there i don't even know what happened honestly for it to be tipped mm -hmm. yeah. but it went in the air and i saw justin fly out i saw his hands get under it and you know what we'll just defer to the refs exactly I guess. wait but i think on this one the refs called it incomplete oh, i don't know they called the interception the sideline was what, all celebrating what's actually hilarious is after practice nathaniel hackett was talking about the back and forth between the offense mm -hmm. and the defense and he said uh he said it's great you know we get a touchdown and then the defense tries to say it wasn't a touchdown they get an interception and we're saying no it wasn't an interception <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess that's, you know, we're just acting like the Broncos right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on that one, I thought that one was very clearly on the ground. The last one of the of the day, uh, this one was like the most controversial. This probably would have been a five-minute review during a game because there are and three. And this one was right in front of you. This one was right in front of me. I, I think I had a better view than both refs. And both mm. refs called something different. Wow. Uh, so, You're the tiebreaker here. Here's what happens. Russ... Rockets it's from the seven yard line. Russ rockets one into Jerry Judy, who's just sitting there on the goal line, turns around, no one around him. And Jerry does this like I think he was trying to do like something cool where like you catch it out here and then like quickly flip it into your and as he flips it, it kind of gets away from his body. So he's caught it, flips it, kind of gets away from his body. He gets like kind of pushed, lets go of it. Justin dives underneath it. According to one ref, gets his hands underneath it, calls it a pick. There are three possible outcomes here. In the review, they could have determined Jerry Judy had full control of the ball when he caught it right here. And as he transitioned it, that was fine. The, the, the catch was already completed when he caught it right here. Touchdown. They could have said it came out before he had full control and thus it hit the ground incomplete or they could have said justin got his hands underneath it one ref said interception one ref said touchdown both of them were wrong i'm saying incomplete pass. <laughs> oh my gosh um and that's something though that's interesting you hope that that jerry learns from that and when he's in the end zone just, he just catches it yeah because in the, the nfl there i more times than not they're gonna call that like an incomplete catch until it's like actually looks like he's got it if you have the ball in the end zone just, Keep Stop. it right where it yep. is and just like sit down. Yep. Now I, I agree if he's you know at the fifty yard line and you want to protect that baby absolutely. Yep. Or you're turning around yep. trying to make yep. a play, but yep. you are at the goal line yep. and I guess that can just segue us into a Jerry Judy conversation. I thought it was a, a very disappointing day for him. <sighs> wow. Wow. Really? Because mm, and this may play may play into that a little bit. Um, Jerry Judy. I shouldn't say very. It was disappointing. Jerry Judy looked like the Jerry Judy that we were all hyped about in uh, going up against air. Oh, okay. And uh, Jerry Judy was unquestionably running the best routes during the first 30 minutes of practice, which is when you're only going up against air. I mean, 
he was, I think I got a video of it and tweeted it. I think so. Uh, and he just put like a dirty move on air again. And, and I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy's going to be so open. And then once team started and there's defenders on him, albeit very good defenders, he didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, he had that one, which I, like I said, I'm classifying as a drop. Um, and it could have been a drop that resulted in interception. Not only are you. In the end zone. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, not only are you taking six off the board, you're also taking three off the board there if that happens. Um, and at the end of practice, more emphasis is put on those plays. Too. Yeah. He also um, had a drop against air, which that scares me more than anything. Um, and I, when I did my emoji grades, I just did like the smiling and sweating, like nervous. That's where I'm at with Jerry. I'm just like, today didn't make me feel better about Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> right. I hope this gets better. Right. The yeah. tough part for him is that all of it, or not all of it, but so much of it was so close to the goal line. Like he's so good in space. Like you want him stretching the field or at least threatening but downfield. He I feel also like- should... He's also a separation in a phone booth guy. Yeah, yeah he's he's a little contact averse though, and yep. that's why I wonder about him in those situations. Like, I'm not, I don't have high hopes for him there. I think if things do work out for him, I think it's a lot of downfield stuff. The thing though is, Hank, it won't work out for him, in my opinion, mm-hmm. long term, to live up to the expectations that we have set for him if he's only a twenty to twenty guy. Yeah, you know, only but, from the twenty yard line to the twenty yeah. yard line gap. I also, I think he did have one where he like caught it on the sideline, and he was kind of pushed, and who knows if the I think it was PJ Locke like would have actually made the tackle, and then he turned up and scored. I think the ref like said he was down where he was pushed, but maybe he had an opportunity there, so it wasn't all bad. The one that was thrown to him by Russ that got tipped up, interception or not, that one wasn't his fault at all. That was Russ trying <laughs> to throw it into a non-existent window, right? Um, and so. Again, it's one practice. Don't overreact. But to me, it's like, is it overreacting if it just it doesn't look different to me? It looks like, uh-oh, we've seen this before. Mm, I've got a question for you about Cortland Sutton then. Are you concerned about Cortland Sutton and stew on that while I tell you something that doesn't have any questions? And that's our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. First break? You bet $5 on UFC 277 this Saturday. No questions about it. You get $100 in free bets. Just bet on a fighter. Win or lose, you get $100 in free bets over in your account. You can continue to bet with that money on UFC, or you can use that on the NFL, which, boys, I'm so excited for NFL betting to start. It's the best the time best. of the year. When you get Monday, Thursday, I guess college as well, all Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, all day Sunday into the night. I'm so freaking excited. And there's no better place to be than over at DraftKings Sportsbook because one thing that sets them apart is we've all been members for years now. They're still handing us 50% profit boosts almost yep. daily, and I know they're going to be doing that on football season. So head over to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that offer and a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or over Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And if you're trying to find somewhere to watch the Rockies, and the Avalanche and the Nuggets, probably mostly the Avalanche and the Nuggets, go to Ivaca TV. Ivaca uh, is awesome. They have all sorts of different stuff that you can watch. Altitudes there, AT and T, Sportsnet's there. Those DNVR. are the two big ones. We're getting there. Oh yeah, oh, DMVR. Maybe if if you're watching this right now on Ivaca, let us know because that's a cool thing to do. Yeah, it is. Um, when I finally move into my place, I know I'm getting Ivaca. It's just an awesome service. The best part is you can sign up for cheap. Uh, it's twenty five dollars a month. You can get 
$10 a month off for your first three months if you use the code DNBR. Brings it down to $15 a month. With the receiver, it's up to $5 a month. Or sorry, up to $20 because of those $5 a month. Still a good deal. So make sure you go on over to evaca.tv slash DNVR and sign up. And Ryan, bring us home, baby. Tell us about us. Check out DNVR. The best. (laughs) Uh, Head over to DNVR. Head over to thednvr.com. Uh, and check out all of our training camp coverage. We're just cranking it out. Henry put out another version of the ride yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach already has a article up on training camp today, right? Exactly. <laughs> all right. I was, I was busy before the show. <laughs> I just assumed. Um, we've got more coming later. Russell Wilson later. Oh, we're going to hear from Russ you later, want, from yep. Henry. Um, so everything, you know, check out our social channel. We've got stuff going out there. I've got my emoji grades. We've got the oh, rideometer. Yeah. Uh, just on and on and on. We're bringing you the best training camp coverage. I don't even care if any other media member hears this. Ours is better than yours. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and so just ride with us. It's going to be really good fun. It's going to be good fun throughout the entire training camp. And that's just the beginning uh, as we head into the season. Absolutely. All right. You didn't see Jerry Judy do much today. I didn't see Cortland Sutton do anything today. Or do you have the same sweating bullets, smiley face emoji for Cortland? Oddly, no. Um, and maybe I should. Uh, maybe I should be more concerned about Cortland because there's so many games last year where he left so much to be desired. Mm. Um, and this today obviously mm-hmm. didn't. I mean, it, it kind of looked like one of those games right. where you look at the end and you're like, Cortland Sutton had one catch for 15 yards and right. it. You wouldn't have said yep. this during the season, but you'd be like, and it came from Brett Rippon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But that's what and you're... if you are saying that, you're big trouble. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they did have a. I actually didn't see this one, which I don't know how I didn't see it, but I saw someone tweet about like he had a great ten yard out from Russ. I didn't see the out. Did not see that. <laughs> Maybe people are lying on Twitter. Um, you just say whatever you but want But again, there. say that again. If that was the play of the day from him, which you're going to, in training camp, you're going to have days where this is the best thing, but a 10-yard out isn't incredible. Right, and it ended up being like a 15-yard slant that was his best, but it came from Brett Rippon. Right. Um, so it's a little, it, it is a little concerning. But, I mean, you can just go down and lie. you're concerned about everyone except for Eric Saubert. If you want to go through that wide receivers, you're, you're concerned about them all. KJ Hamler, mm-hmm. by the way, fantastic hair. It keeps getting it's, bigger it's about like, yeah, it's about six inches long, but he's not even out there practicing. He was mm-hmm. out there walking around, which was good to see, but he's not practicing Tim Patrick again, no Tim Patrick sighting today. So mm-hmm. the receivers, um, first day of camp. That's my overreaction. Okay. I'm concerned about the receivers. Yeah. Now, it's definitely an overreaction on the first day of training camp, but just the fact that Eric Saubert and Mike Boone are the guys making the big plays in the passing game, hope that doesn't happen back-to-back days. It's true. I'd love to see Mike Boone making big plays in the passing game. I was going to say, I thought you'd like to see Eric Saubert making big plays in the passing game. Okay. That'll, that'll work on your pizza bet. So Eric Saubert got the pondering emoji for me in the emoji grades because my mm. pondering was like, is he the best side end? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fair question. <laughs> there, there might be nobody better in the league at just taking like three steps forward, turning around, and then just being wide and catching it right in your chest. Yep. How would you know that? Eric Tomlinson could beat him in that game. Just turn around and be wide. Just be, yep, use your ass, keep someone out. Yep, um, yep, yep. Yeah, I mean that that you know that was my grade because it was just like 
Eric Saubert had two touchdown catches and no one else did. It's a good grade. Yeah. It's, a, it's uh, a really good emoji grade. He nailed um, it. And I just need one Eric on the first play of the game. And he is definitely yep. Yep. the leader in the club. <laughs> like if we were listing people that need to be on the field on the first offensive play, he's number one right now. Uh, Albert, yeah. Albert O is going to help me out here. He's, he's going to come out. Greg Dolchis, though, guys, he's not on the PUP. But not practicing today. He did warm ups with the team, but then went on the side field. Nathaniel Hackett said they're just taking it slow with him. And the thing is, I when you think about it like that, I like that that they're taking it slow with players coming back from injury. They're playing for December, but I do wonder because this isn't a guy that you know got a contusion yesterday, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're just you know giving him essentially a day off. No, this is a guy when things bleed over from the off season program to training camp, it makes me way more nervous. Totally, yeah. And it, to me, I was able to talk myself into it just because of the rookie wall. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, maybe we're just delaying this beginning of his season, and so he doesn't hit that wall at the end of November or whatever. Maybe, maybe you get kind of get him going in the second half of the season. But I don't love it. Like I get you, you never want to push somebody who's hurt. At the same time, though, when you have a need at tight end, and you have somebody who you think could be a good tight end to not get him out there, get him reps, get him ready to go. I don't love it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, according to Ryan, they don't have a need at tight end. He's got it. They got got two Eric's. (laughs) That's all they need. Uh, No, I mean, I I can't come off of this because I used it for Randy Gregory. If you don't start camp, my expectations go down for you exponentially. And it really just gets worse every single day. Like, I think we said, like, 500 yards would be a good season for him originally. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, maybe I'm taking, like, 25 yards off a day. Um, just because I just know how this stuff works. I'm not, it's nothing against Randy Gregory or Greg Dulcich or anyone else, KJ Hamler. I just, the, the amount of times that I've seen a guy come into camp with an injury and honestly never practice the whole camp and then scrap their way through the season piece by piece injury off. It just happens so much every year that I just can't, I can't do it. So worried about him. I'm going to be fully like my worry scale is as high as it can be for any player that's not practicing until they're on the field. Yeah, I think, and I think that's absolutely how it should be, and it's a bummer that we're talking about Cameron Fleming being signed to this team. Not because of Cameron Fleming, but the Broncos are down two of what was originally their three guys who were going to be their starting right tackle in that competition. Billy Turner on PUP, who we haven't seen at all since he re-signed with the Broncos, uh, who's on PUP, which is scary. Uh, Tom Compton going on PUP today after he had a back procedure that's going to keep him out a while. And you could easily make a case that those were the two front runners because one, Nathaniel Hackett's guy. The second is Butch Berry's guy Mm -hmm. who came with him from San Francisco. So now it's Calvin Anderson. And I like Calvin Anderson, but the Broncos haven't been in love with Calvin Anderson. They brought in competition for Calvin Anderson uh, two years in a row now. So now you have Calvin Anderson at right tackle. You have Ben Braden at right tackle. And now you have Cameron Fleming, who did start four games with the Broncos last year. But now you're on essentially your fifth guy at right tackle. Yeah, exactly. Your fifth (laughs) guy at right tackle had lots of question marks, was still available on July 27th, is in the competition now. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Anderson... Did get a grade for me in emoji grades. It was, sh- and he's getting that every day. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I I I don't know what to think about this. Again, Billy Turner. My my worry scale is at the top uh, until he's out there, yep. and in th- th- thus my right tackle worry meter is at the top. Um, now, again, Calvin Anderson is a passable backup. 
and yep. potentially has starting po- potential. <laughs> I mean, about as high as I can it. go. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where you have to be at this right tackle position. Um, and so you keep that in the back of your mind, and you say, like, okay, if everything goes right. Um, and I feel like this podcast has a negative connotation to it, uh, which I don't, I, I don't want it to. To what? Just the overall vibe of the practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we should be hyping up the defense. And that's probably. what I was going to say. So right yeah. after this, I want to exactly. go into how great the defense was. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the injuries scare you. And then when things happen, like it felt like guys were in the backfield a lot, yep. then it, then it scares you even more. And especially from that right side of the line. And you can't, can't care too much. They're not wearing pads. It's the first day, but still like you run those runs to the right and you're just like, well, this isn't going great. You know, when the pressure came through, I'm pretty sure Baron Browning or was it Baron Browning got in the backfield? Oh, I'm trying to remember. It was it was Malik Reed who got him probably with that sack. That yep. was off the right side, wasn't it? Um, it was off the right side. Yeah, yeah. and there was another. Pre- I, it did seem like when things were breaking down, they're breaking down the right side, which is what you expect. And I thought, you know, Draymond Jones early on made a couple plays against Quinn Miners that I thought stood out. That's a competition over there, and it's still like no pads. You can't read too much into it, but having Billy Turner back, having Tom Compton back, it'd be really nice. So. I want to go overreaction of the day, but I'm going to make Ooh. mine a positive overreaction, which is the defense is as good, if, if not better, than they were last year. Um, and I am telling you guys, there was nothing out there for the first team offense. It just wasn't. There was nothing. I was watching, and like every time you know Russ goes through it, like he's trying to get in the habit of going through his reads, right? So he, if it's not there, there on one, he's going through his reads. And maybe that's one of the reasons why some pressure is getting back there. But you even see when he throws one, he'll even like do the thing where he like pivots and like looks at the other reads too. Um, And he's going boom, 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 four reads, no one open. And like multiple times, he's just like, all right, well, like I'll just rip it to Jerry and you know, it gets popped up or like another time he's like, I'm just going to float it up because Cortland Sutton's being covered by Kareem Jackson. It was like a little high, but not one time. And I'm not perfect on this. You know, it's, it's easy to follow the ball and these things. But the, not one time did I see him make a throw, and I'm like, oh, he missed someone there. They True. just weren't open. There was one on, like, the far side from you early on where, like, I think he hit a guy going out to the flat. And I remember thinking, like, uh, maybe it was Montreal Washington or somebody who was like breaking across the back of the end. Zone. It's like, ah, if he had hold, held on to that for another half second, that yeah. might have been there. But yeah, I, I agree. Like there just wasn't much out there at all. And I thought the one thing I really noticed was more blitzing um, from the inside. Mm-hmm. So you saw Baron Browning going from that position, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Jonas Griffith. Jonas. Uh, you saw Jonas going. You saw I need my <clears> roster. <throat> Several guys coming <laughs> from the inside untouched which is not exciting that's Um, never the plan yes it shouldn't happen (laughs) untouched up the middle never the plan i just i felt like they were aggressive and they were fired up and defense always has the advantage early in camp that's why this is an overreaction that's the name of the segment Mm -hmm. overreaction of the day but i was just blown away by the coverage ron darby man player of the day you know he gets my like whatever Gruden grinder of the day is um, he he's, he's the player of the day. I mean, he had the breakup with Sutton in the end zone, which is a huge mismatch for him. Um, he was clamping just about anyone. Um, he broke up a screen to Jerry Judy. Like they threw a little bubble yep. screen out there. Darby I slid right Sutton through Sutton blew that block. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, that's a mismatch for Cortland trying to block a little, you know, jitterbug Ronald Darby, but 
I mean, if he's going to play like that, and you have Sertan on the other side who <laughs> didn't allow a, a thing today, um, and you have Justin Simmons, and you have Kareem Jackson, like, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, Sertan was invisible today. And, he had and- one thing. It was a throw to Albert O that on, like, a, he was coming across the back of the end zone on a scramble drill. Sertan dives and breaks up. Even if Alberto catches it, he had stepped out of bounds, which he did twice today. He needs to work on his awareness a little bit. Uh, but, like, that's it. Yeah, and yeah. But because he was Clam City as well. And uh, Ronald Darby heard all day Ojemudia talk. And he said, no, 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 I'm just <laughs> injured. I'm coming back. And if he plays like that, then the Broncos have not just a strength at their starting corners, but they have really good depth at cornerback. Yep. And that is something that the Broncos have not been able to say in so long. George Payton tried to set it up that way by getting Kyle Fuller last year, Pat Sertan, and it still didn't work out like that. I really am, am liking the way this cornerback, really the whole secondary, is coming together. And another guy that made a play on defense today again is P.J. Locke. Yep. The Broncos mm-hmm. right now, he has to be uh, – in on that 53-man bubble instead of out. You're obviously talking probably Caden Stearns, although Caden Stearns hasn't done anything this offseason or in training camp so far that's made me say, wow, he's doing something really good. He made my notes just because um, while they were doing some red zone work, they said, dime, 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 and instantly DB's coach said, Caden, get in there. Okay, So he was the first one on and dime. And and I expect that to be the case right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if P.J. Locke, if he keeps playing this way, pushes Caden for that backup safety role. It's just so tough even to make the roster, though, because you have you have those two backing up the, the two starting safeties. You have Delarian Turner-Yell, who they just drafted. You have Jamar Johnson, who we didn't see last year, and so, you know, maybe maybe he is gone, but that's a lot of guys. J.R. Reed, they brought in from the Giants. He's definitely on the bubble. He's probably on the outside looking in, and if you want to keep an extra safety, it's tough to justify keeping all that depth you have at corners. So there's going to be some tough decisions there. For sure. I had PJ Locke as my dark horse of the day. Um, so, you know, he just makes plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in practice. And we haven't really seen him get the opportunities in games. I think the one time we did, he played really well. He's your DeHode? Yes. DeHode. <laughs> yeah, I should actually put that down because I did WDRCT for what did Russ cook today. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. Yep. Uh, any overreactions or dark horses you guys wanted to touch on? I already gave mine, Hank. You got any? Montreal Washington had that nice little touchdown back of the end zone at the end there. I think uh, I'll give him some props for that. Uh, Brett Rippon, he, he sure had a day. It probably doesn't matter, but he had a day. You're right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd be down for them to just have him be the backup. And Why not? I think I think it will be him. Then uh, Nick Benito can get number 11. You want a pizza? Bet? I haven't moved past you want that. A pizza bet? Ooh, yes, pizza bet. Okay, I'm going Josh Johnson. That's it. Hey, Madden. Madden it's... says Brett Rippin 58, Josh Johnson 56. Okay, well I'm giving you an advantage now. You can give me some juice. I can get two toppings. You only get one. I think I had those numbers flipped. Okay, we, we can do a straight pizza. <laughs> yeah, straight if pizza. If you bet. want, just know it's out there. If yep. you want to take Brett oh. Rippin as a backup quarterback, I do. Let's let's pizza bet it. Imagine easy, making easiest s- pizza bet of my life. Imagine right? making seven figures to be a 58 overall in Madden. And imagine doing that for 13 straight years. Be so fun. Yeah, that's Pretty awesome. Good. Pretty good that's job. Awesome. Yep. Uh, all right. Yeah. Last thing I have here before we just get into some general notes. Um, each one of you, give me something no one else saw today. What did only you see? Oh, boy. I had a good one. I have two, so I could save you. 
Okay, what? Come back to me. Come back to me. All right, Zach, give me Ryan, something. You're no. up. You're up. Oh my god! <laughs> Looks like I was the prepped one. I wrote all of my uh, oh, things got down. Got here, baby. <laughs> Sounds like the uh, the old fashioned notepad coming through. All right, I've got two. First one. This is actually not from me. This is from an inside source on the ground. Um, Russell Wilson's son, Future, like I stepson, Future, mm-hmm. um, was playing around with his football and he knocked it like out towards the field there's like a ref standing there trying to do that job and the in in future just goes ref hey ref give me my ball oh my <laughs> like, gosh. The ref just looks back and is like what and then just keeps doing his job not getting the ball. <laughs> second one this one definitely no one else saw at least from a media perspective as nathaniel hackett comes over to sign autographs one of the people there was like we were classmates in high school and i still have your signature <laughs> On my yearbook from the last day of high school, oh you, could you sign right next to it? Oh my goodness! Nathaniel Hackett with the perfect reaction said, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, more to that? Uh, no, I mean that was it. Like someone, someone else was like, "Could you guess what you wrote in the yearbook?" And Nathaniel Hackett was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> How do you, if you're signing somebody's yearbook, you'd think you'd at least be like, "Oh, hey, Greg, like, good to see you again." Like, you really don't recognize that guy. You recognize everyone at your high school? I mean, Columbia Falls High School. <laughs> yes, I recognize them. It's true. <laughs> I, sometimes to this day, people that I went to high school with recognize me, and I'm like, how did you do that? Because I do not recognize <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Um, I've got one. Probably the most recognizable person there, Sierra. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if other people picked up on this. She was just casually walking in and out of the Broncos building. I've never seen that ever happen before where uh, i'm Have trying you to ever even... seen an international superstar at broncos practice i've seen peyton manning at broncos practices and he can walk in and, and out of the building no at no, will. no no. but his family yeah they're not just doing that without peyton and typically even then you're was ashley you're not at? doing it i don't know yeah I, I, don't, I don't know and so that's just that just shows how different Russell Wilson is not just from a Trevor Simeon and a Teddy Bridgewater. This is something that the Broncos have probably never seen. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, a couple things on this. So I thought no chance Sierra is in with the rest of the family and friends. Yeah. To her credit, my eyes on the ground said she was. Yep. She was in just the normal friends and family of the player's tent, which I'm giving her credit for. Now, she, she had a lot more through yeah. a different area. I was going to say she had a lot more liberties with exiting that tent, yep. going wherever she wants, mm-hmm. standing where on the field. Again, totally understandable in my opinion. It's Sierra. What, yeah. what I'll also give her credit for is when uh, so how the, how the Broncos do it is they have two practice fields and then they spend one day on one of the practice fields doing teamwork and then the next day they'll flip to the other one. And then on those practice fields, they'll do a red zone period that's close to the media and then they'll do a red zone period that's close to the fans, the two opposite sides. And uh, media were contained to just one area. The fans are obviously contained to another. But in that family and friends booth, you can kind of walk up and down. And Sierra, when I was when I followed it, she was walking down, getting a front row seat to Russ in this red zone, and then going down to the other one. So she nice. was locked in on football. That's yep. actually dope. Yeah. Um, last thing here, which I have to assume was Sierra related, but maybe not. I was told for the first time ever this year, players were told only immediate family in that tent. Hmm. Which they didn't actually stay to. But 
someone, a player told me, they were told, can't just be bringing anyone in here. Huh. Like who? Like friends? Just like, yeah, you're your buddies or whatever. Like just your parents, your girlfriend, your kids, that sort of thing. Mm, is it because the Broncos are expecting more people to be showing up to this? I just thought like, we don't want anyone fan fanboying out on on Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. It, very interesting. And she, she has her own bodyguard, by the way, of course. Not a surprise. Um, so if you're there and you nope. see Sierra and you think you have an opportunity to meet her, don't just walk up to her. Yeah. You might get tased. Pro- probably not advised. What did you think of the crowd today? Weak. Very small. But I was disappointed. I'll say this. I'm going to give, I'm going to go with spin zone here. Ooh. Um, Broncos fans too smart. No, going to day one of camp is lame. Wow. First day of Russell Wilson. Yeah. But it's that's just the there's thing. nothing there. That's the thing. I think I I will agree. say this. I think if you didn't come today, you missed your only chance to get a Russell Wilson autograph. He signed every single thing all the way down the line. In fact, the line continued wrapping up the hill, <laughs> and he went and walked up the hill. I think that was his way of saying, like, I'm doing them all today. I'm going to get a bunch of good press out yeah. of this, and then I don't have to do it again. Never again. I bet he does it again tomorrow. If he does it every wow. day. I think he will. I was thinking that was the other option is he could do it every single day yeah. and just like that's just Russ. It's really cool, I gotta say. What was it, 15, 20, 25 minutes of him doing that? Yep. Had one of our listeners come up to me, had just got his kid his Russell Wilson wow. jersey, got it signed. Damn. So sick. Did he How ask you gonna... to sign right over it? Yeah, I just yeah. well, he didn't ask. I just no, did yes, it. Yes, He's yes, like, yes. Oh, let me scratch this off. R W three RK eleven, right there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, my t- I still can't remember my good observation. I had a good one like 10 minutes in, but here's the other one I'll give you. Um, when So Russell Wilson, Sierra, the kids, they're like all playing around on the field for like a half hour afterward. Uh, as they were starting to walk back over, one of the kids was just like, hey, Dad, can, uh, can I can catch a name, like come over today? And just ask like three, four times. And he was like, this is like a very normal interaction. You're not like, wow, Russ, what a great pass. Like, what a great day. It's just like, oh, what are we having for dinner? Like, can my friend come over? Like, what are we... It's like, what a weird... I guess that's what you... It's just like a normal family. Just what with, you would do, yeah. If you yeah, like, just went to Russell see your Wilson dad at Sierra. work when you were a kid. Yeah. Russell had no input on that decision, though. Zero. <laughs> he, he's, he's not out of the building tonight until 9 p.m. Yeah. And an interesting thing I want to find out is if Russell Wilson is staying at the team hotel. Oh, absolutely not. He, you because don't think so. he was asked about it and he gave a very good diplomatic answer. That absolutely means no. But did not say yes or no. He said, you know, like we're, we're here until seven, eight or nine at night. Uh, and it's, it's great just to have dinner with the guys, to have breakfast with the guys, to be playing cards and, and shooting the shit. And the question was, are you staying at the team hotel? Yes. He's not staying or, at the or, team or hotel. Or maybe it was like, how is it staying at the team hotel or, so, or something like that? That's better. Um, and so it wasn't 100% official, but Even Russell Even Von Wilson, Miller didn't stay at the team hotel. Really? I, you have to. If you're Russ, you don't have to. Uh, that's but that's I, close I, to where I draw my line. Is Nathaniel Hackett staying there? Because they're on the same plane. And I think, I think it's fair. Be. I don't think they're on the same plane. Okay, yeah. Russell Wilson's <laughs> opponent. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I think that... Russ gets to do whatever he wants because he's Russ. However, I think it if he's not staying there, he's not one of the guys. But he's, he's not. already not one of the guys. Yeah. Um, I think Von Miller would be uh, forced to stay at the team hotel if it, this year if he was with this group. 
No. I don't think so. The team hotel thing is like a whole... It's a whole joke. <laughs> Mostly just young players actually have to adhere to it. I don't know about like, I don't think year. Kareem Jackson is staying at the team hotel. I've, I wonder about the... Melvin Gordon was asked about it. You know what he said? He said, uh, what do you think of staying at the team hotel? You know the first thing he said? I don't. He said, I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put a spin on it about yeah. it's good for team bonding and yeah. good because it's no, a sense of normalcy after these past two years. But I appreciate the honesty from yeah. Melvin Gordon. Uh, Speaking of Melvin you. Gordon, I had him as my first overreaction. I thought he looked way more comfortable cutting back. And that's exactly. a compliment to him. Yep. Um, not a, a knock on Javante, but I was like, dude. He has that jump cut in uh-huh. his bag that is just going to be lethal in this running game. I noticed that same thing. And it's different when you're down on the field. So you have like that just flat line of vision to everything that's happening. But in particular, just seeing those cutback holes open. Where you're like, okay, here's here's the tackle and who he's blocking going that way. Then the guard, whoever. And, and so they're just like reading like, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this one? And eventually you just commit to one. And it seemed like Javante, again, these are small sample size. You see him both do it like four times each. But Javante... Like, it's like pushing the outside, and it's like, oh, I'm not going to take that one. It's like, good call. Oh, I'm not going to take that one. It's like, oh, you had three and a half, four yards there, and then it goes to the next yeah. one. It's like, two-yard gain. You're like, uh, yeah, those are the ones where you just got to be like, hey, we don't always need to keep reading. Sometimes you have your four yards there. But Melvin, there was not once where I was like, oh, I'm not sure he, he did the right thing there. Well, and that's a big difference between Melvin and Javante. Mel- Melvin knows how to consistently get four. Javante's still trying to understand, okay, when do I just take the four? When do I go for the home run? But when he doesn't get the home run, in the past, it turns into one, one yard gains mm-hmm. is what you're saying. However, with this, Javante was the first one out there. Yep. He was the first one for the entire first period. They made it very clear today who the starting running back is. Again, that can change. But I still think Nathaniel Hackett's saying, Javante, I appreciate you being here all offseason. You're still mm-hmm. going to get the nod. Guy in the stands or in the uh, hill just kept yelling, Javante, 2,000 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, no. Bad news if he gets 2,000 yards this year. Um, yeah, it means um, someone you don't want is taking snaps. And probably Melvin is not playing either. It's probably wouldn't be good i guess spin zone 2000 <laughs> yards would be sick <laughs> spin zone um yeah last thing i'll say on like starters and stuff is i just noticed um reisner and quinn got the first look mm-hmm. yep alongside mm-hmm. calvin anderson yep yep Shh. Uh, and if you want to make sure you can open your mouth and you talk to people comfortably, go to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental, where they will clean your mouth beautifully every wow. single time. And also, the great thing is you're supposed to go to a dentist twice a year. For the other six oh. months you're not there, they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. So check them out. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. They've been partners with us for a long time. And you guys know showing our partners the love is showing us the love. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental and schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam for that free Sonicare toothbrush. Also, get on over to FOCO. I like this new thing that just happened where Hank takes the second <laughs> one. Yeah. I mean, I, I always have like a, a one-second pause where it's like, is RK going to... Yeah. Nope, it's me. Yeah, I'm yeah he, go. he was looking at you with that uh, that smile sweating emoji. Like, yep. is, he, is he going or is this me? It's like, uh, FOCO! <laughs> go over to FOCO because they have so much awesome abs gear right now. The Stanley Cup finals are over. We know what happened. The abs have the cup. Uh, if you want bobbleheads, if you want commemorative shirts, 
or all sorts of different things. They might even yeah. have like commemorative pants and shoes Penance. and little slippers. Yeah. Pennants. Yeah, if you want something commemorative, get on over to FOCO. They've got Broncos stuff too. Uh, this is a Broncos show, so that's probably more interesting to you guys. But again, it's all the different memorabilia that you can find, um, but just in one place. It's like you can get the sleeping pants, you can get the slippers, you can get the like ball marks. The t- just every single thing with the Broncos logo on it. It's all officially licensed. There's some really cool, unique bobbleheads in there too. Um, and if you use the code DNVR, you can get 10% off all non-presale items. It's an awesome promotion that they've got going. So go over to foco.com or just click the link in the YouTube description below. Use that code DNVR for 10% off. Love it. Um... I had something I was going to say. Oh, speaking of the abs, make this really quick because I know I like to ramble on about the abs. Um, watched Unrivaled last night, mm-hmm. which is the. Yeah, yeah, did you yeah. guys watch the extended cut though on ESPN Plus? I did I, not. I only saw the preview, and I watched a two the preview, hour version. So, no, I, th- way. I think I watched a two hour okay, one. Yeah, yeah. Two hour version on ESPN Plus. It is so good. It got me fired up. The pre the preview the trailer got me fired up. <laughs> like I just knew like our our friend Brett Kane is a Lions fan, and then I just thought like maybe he's a Red Wings fan, and I was just gonna seek him out and fight him today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? No, I couldn't okay. find him. Okay. He's hiding. Uh, wow. He was hiding. No wonder he knew probably you wait until it. he gets back on home ice, just like the what Red Wings did when they wanted to get revenge <laughs> on Claude Lemieux. Yep. Um, all right, let's get into the comments here. First one here is from Plumber Sixteen. It says, "Hey guys, long time listener and subscriber, first time commenter." Wow. Hey. We kind of got him. Uh, I was looking at <laughs> at the pictures of players reporting to training camp and came across a picture of Justin Sternad wearing a DNVR shirt. He is representing. Go, Justin, and thanks, guys, for the wonderful content. That is sick. How did we not find that? Heck, yeah. I love that, Plumber16. Thanks for pointing that out. It's got to be on the Broncos website. Or probably. on his website. E- either one. Or his. JustinSternad.com. His, yes, exactly. <laughs> or uh, his Instagram. Um, or potentially, yeah, at the Broncos website. My one of my old bosses had created like GaryPayton.com like in the very early area and just like got paid a bunch of money wow. from Gary Payton. Wow, again. that's dope. Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he didn't even do that on part. Like he was just like trying. He like he was learning to code and just like coded his own website. That's of pretty Gary cool. <laughs> <laughs> Flumunda Cheese says, "Fellas, you missed my point. Sports Illustrated and the Houston Press have reported that it could be a two to eight game suspension mm-hmm. for Watson. So let's play devil's advocate again and take the middle ground for argument's sake." Pretend Watson misses four games. That means Jacoby Brissett only has to be serviceable against the Jags, Eagles, Bears, and Panthers. Let's say he goes two and two, and then Watson is back at the helm. What team in the AFC can realistically beat the Browns with their running game and Watson at the helm? Okay. I don't even like talking about the Browns. Um, But I feel like, first of all, we're overestimating or underestimating in this case uh, how much not playing football as long as he has will affect Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that certainly plays into it. And that's why I think the Browns would be competitive in games, but especially with how tough the AFC is, I think it's not until next year where you're really saying, okay, how good are these Browns? Are they Super Bowl contenders? And they they have one receiver. Everything else is totally up in the air. The defense has obviously some really good players, but then there's some holes too. I don't, they're, they're, they, they're a playoff team. Probably Maybe. if if Deshaun's back all year, but I don't think there's some super team. They're probably third in their division. Yeah. Only better than the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. And the Steelers potentially. He goes on too. and says, most importantly, what's the deal with the songs at the beginning and end of the pod? Did I miss something or are we not promoting local music anymore? Maybe it's my podcast service, but all I hear is commercials instead of tunes before and after the pod. What's the deal? Can we send tunes in for the sign off again? Did I miss something? Um, uh, there are tunes at the end. I'm not sure why you're hearing them, but I hear them. Yeah, they're there. Um, 
also we put out a challenge send us a new intro song like the intro song gotta be custom the outro song can just be a great Mm -hmm. song and what the outro song is is great local music uh and community music and the intro song now that we officially have hank on board if you want to incorporate all three of us sing my name we're waiting please sing my name (laughs) and then he goes on and (laughs) finishes child over there with Okay, what would you choose? DNVR bar and bus the morning of the game or getting to the stadium early to hang with friends in their box for the day? He said, that's what I thought. He didn't even want to know. I'll be there the uh, night before. Catch me if you can the cheese. So that's why the cheese is going to be at the bar the night before. Wrong choice. I know. I was going the other way when we were going to answer. <laughs> wrong choice for sure. Yeah. Um, you can be in the box during the game. Yeah. Even like an hour or two before. Yeah. yeah. You come to DNVR, you... You know, have a drink, you get on the bus, you have a drink there, you go to the tailgate, you have a drink there, you eat some food, then you go into the box. Yeah. Cheese, you're, be ch- you're being challenged for a long day. Can you handle it? Don't, that's what I thought, me. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Drock says, my boys, it's good to be back between May and July. I tend to not check in with the Broncos too much stuff uh, at the end of footy season, hockey season, baseball, etc. Can't keep up with it all. With preseason games just a couple of weeks away, I'm ready to dive fully back in and cannot wait. No question for me today. Just wanted to say I've missed you boys and I'm excited for this season. Oh, I got to have a photo with Russ in London recently and he signed my jersey. What a wow. guy. Cheers, boys. Charlie, love to hear from you, Charlie. Wait. So he's in London, and he calls soccer footy, so he has to be from there, and he watches baseball? That's a lot. That's a twist. Probably what likes cricket, too. A uh, Good bet, yes. He probably likes it all. That's why he's you know has too many things going on. Also, your Russell Wilson autograph and selfie was a lot more rare before today. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Should have sold it. It's very true. Was <laughs> he doing selfies? that selfie. Uh, people just do the thing where while he's right next to him, right, they take a selfie. Right, right, yeah. yep. Nathaniel Hackett was doing selfies. I bet. Also, oh, he looks like he's going like swamp fishing. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. he had a uh, a camo bronco bucket hat on, but yep. the camo is Broncos colors. Yep, and then long sleeves under a t-shirt, long pants. Why, dude? It's hot. It's not even want to get burnt. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's fair. I support it. Jazzy Bronco, my boys, thanks for the great content. My favorite thing about the pod right now is that there's no QB scoreboard. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see this team on the field. Let's mm-hmm. ride. Actually, there is a QB scoreboard. 10 to Russ, 0 to everyone else. All right, let's go. Day <laughs> yes, two. Let's exactly. One for Brett Rippin. One for Brett Rippin. Fine. Nine for Russ, one for <laughs> yeah. Brett Rippin. No, not even one for Brett Rippin. Can't be spreading that, spreading that blasphemy. Beham Broncos says, hey, gents, is there a UDFA that has a chance to make the team? If I had to guess, it would probably be Christopher Halland, Zach's guy from Alabama, but it wasn't sure how he fits in with the group or if he's more of a special teams guy. Are there any intriguing UDFAs? Also, who should I message to change my username? That last one's help, help at the at DMVR. The, the answer is always help at the DMVR. It's very true. If you need help, just think help <laughs> yeah, at the DMVR.com. Actually, a pretty clever name for that email. Yeah, it is. Don't think of 911. Think of help. Exactly. Yes. Bad news about the Christopher Allen thing, though, with the pup list. Yeah, yeah him, him being on NFI. I, I think this is a perfect way for him to make the team, though. It's huh. they they could just not make them make the fifty three, but just IR. throw them on IR, and this is the I mean just a red shirt year all the way through. Yep. God, what a job! Oh my gosh, <laughs> amazing! And and my guess is that's what happens with him, um, because they just have so much depth there right now, and they really like him. And when you're talking about what UDFA is going to make the team, you look at the highest paid. It's Christopher Allen. Do you think that yep. it's possible that like? In any version of this universe, I become good enough friends with Nathaniel Hackett. Then I'm like, yo, 
Just put me on the team for the first day of training camp. I'll get injured. You put me on an IR for the year. And then, you know, I get my like 150 G's and we're good. It's Walmart's money anyway. Actually, it's probably like 300. You probably yeah. got to be better friends with George Payton. All right. Wow. I feel like me and Hack have more in common. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's bad news for you then. But I feel like I feel like I have my path to George Payton. Okay. Well, the path starts mm-hmm. tomorrow then. Mm-hmm. The and like, there's no Payton. rules against creating content once you're you know you out go. for the season on IR. So I'll be right <laughs> back on the pod. There just, you go. How would you hurt yourself on that first day? Oh, I would just play. <laughs> there we go that would cause an injury just one hand off and we're good to go or that aluka wonder where he's from says fellas longtime question submitter to mr Columbus, but got my pal al that has made a dnvr convert shout out love al. it love the work you do this was a magical stanley cup experience and looking forward to the football season ahead i always refer to this time of the year as spring training camp even though that is wrong due to the feeling of renewal and hope this year feels especially different as all the new people in high places involved really make it seem like this will be a fun year even if we don't have the win record to match i think we will have the win record to match i agree aside from that a bunch of friends have have had their names called on the season ticket list finally so of course my wife and i are expecting our first child opening week of the season my question is this what are some recommendations for how I should go about enjoying the season and the Broncos from the home base? What kind of food should I make for my mini home tailgates? What can I do to uh, assage? Yeah, the oncoming FOMO. Very excited to raise a little Broncos fan, the DNVR fam. Cheers, Arvada, Luke, and congratulations, Luke. Yes. Congratulations, Luke. These are my favorite kind of questions, by the way. Great question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. First thing I think you need is a routine. Like mm-hmm. you got to be like, okay. Um, like if it's a two fifteen game, I'm doing this in the morning. Then I have to be in my seat by this time. Then I've got, you know, this food. Um, and maybe you like plan it out on like three week increments, but like I love, um, setting up my day. So I'm just like, you wake up, you know, you're killing time until at least 11 AM. So you mm-hmm. have to have a plan in place. So you're not just like, oh, what, like, what are the boys doing? Like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Um, f- first and foremost, Breck brews. Got to yes. keep a stock of Breck brews. I would say Strawberry Sky, but it could be anything. Um, Food-wise, for me, w- like wings in football uh, is always clutch, but you could go a couple different ways. Yeah, I can handle the parenting aspect of this. Oh, good, good. Uh, yeah, so, so I, think, <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I think step one is uh, you definitely have to keep that baby up late the night before. That, that thing needs to be worn out. That nice little person, human being, needs to be worn out the next day. So it's like, you, I don't know what you do to hang out with the baby. Probably uh, need to cut his mic off now. Put, put, put the bouncer thing in. You know, babies like to bounce. Have that thing jumping up and down till late at night. Did he say uh, he has to, like, worry about the kid during the game? So I think the move is... <laughs> Tell your wife or significant of whatever that you are going to be taking care of the baby during the early games. And so then you just hang out with the baby. Maybe the baby has to make you deal with a couple things, but sitting on the couch, you're mostly watching football. In exchange for that, she takes the baby during the Bronco game so you can lock in. Also, this is a great time to start building like a Pavlov's dog thing mm. with your baby. Every time the Broncos score, give it a dog Give treat. them something awesome. <laughs> <laughs> or you may just have to change your level of enthusiasm when they score, so it doesn't wake the baby. Right. Oh. Right. No. No. Definitely. Just like 
give them something they love every time the Broncos score for like the first five years of their life. Mm, then they're Broncos fans. Yep, then exactly. they're in. Yep. Big Tony says, my boys, my tailgating donation is definitely not a flambongo. Although this gives me an idea. The same concept as a flambongo, but instead of a flamingo, it's the Bronco logo. Call it the flabronco. No, that's the wrong part that you're keeping. <laughs> I'm not trying to keep the flamingo part. It's a brombongo. It's a brombongo. I, I, would I drink like flablanco. He says, and no, the person I've been coordinating is none of you. I've decided ah. we should play a game of hangman between now and hangman between now and when i come next week to see if you can guess what it is pick one letter a day and i'll tell you if it's one of the letters or not in the comments for the next day's pod it's two words each get one letter or do we have to collaborate i think we have to collaborate i think collaborate okay it's two words 14 letters anyways question for all of the listeners how do you first come to discovering this pod and dnvr i'll go first I found you guys during a super dark period in my life. It was when I had first moved to Vegas back during the 2018 training camp when, according to y'all, Case Keenum was looking like a future Hall of Famer. (laughs) Ha ha. Well, that didn't age very well. Anyways, I was homesick and going through a severe episode of depression. I was putting putting in 10-hour days driving for Uber and still making it by. I just decided I needed to find a Bronco pod to listen to as a little daily escape, so I searched Denver Broncos on Apple Podcasts, and the one that popped up was BSM Broncos as the number one Broncos pod, and from there, the rest is history. Since I have missed one pod and forever in debt to you guys for being the little daily escape that helped me get through a very tough patch in my life that's all for today big tony out big tony you're giving me goosebumps that means the world yeah i mean those types of stories i think i've mentioned this before but like i always knew that like doing this stuff and as we started getting bigger like people really appreciated it and that stuff you know Mm -hmm. that means the world and people just even people coming up to me today and being like, hey, listen to the show every day. This was one that I was not ready for, mm-hmm. is the people who say like, hey, you helped me get through a dark period. Mm-hmm. Like that means so much. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I obviously talk about how unserious what we do is all the time. Um, but to know that we can actually have like a real impact on real life things is, is incredible. Right. Absolutely. Very well mm-hmm. said. Thank you, Big Tony. We love you. Next one Ooh. coming in. Yes. Are we guessing an E? Mm. E is the yeah. most common letter. E's a good one. E. Yeah, I couldn't think right, of what 14 Tony. letters, two words could be. E, there we go. I don't think you have Every to guess Every time I think 14, I just think of Brian Greasy. Mm. B-R-I-A-N-G-R-I-E-S. Ah, it's not, not Brian Greasy. No. Big Hank Stan. No. If an E is second, maybe it's Peyton Manning. We'll wow, see. we will we'll see. see. It would have been cool to nail it on the first day. It would be. Bank, big Hank stand, no E there. He says, oh, DeSauce Chisholm. He says, a writer of football called Hank once wrestled a oh, bear boy. till it sank in the waters <laughs> of Glacier. Oh, what an erase, eraser. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. This poem's no prank. Also, what's the deal with Russ's Russ's rig? Excuse me? <laughs> to also. be frank, I love me some Wilson on the field, and I'm ecstatic that he's on our side, but he reminds me of the kid who just buys an entire baseball card collection outright instead of collecting them and still feels just as happy about it. Kind of psycho killer-esque, if you about? ask me. Which you didn't, of course. I'm jazzed to root for this cat, but I'd rather go backpacking with almost any other member of the team. Maybe he's a cyborg or something. Love, Hankston. Where I'm from, if you ask about another dude's rig you're talking about something totally different it's gotta be a truck right oh okay yes yes maybe what you're talking about also trucks i did compensate uh, for i, I did know. drown that bear so we're talking about his his truck is too big for did his? you see the truck yeah, on instagram yeah it's sick it's massive <laughs> very un-colorado eh. you probably say 
Depends on what part of Colorado. Uh, we live in Denver. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's off-roading. I don't think he's trying to traverse a, a creek. I think he's driving on a highway, and maybe there's a little dirt road there. There's a the facility. I mean, Demarius Thomas, Derek Wolf, all these guys drove those trucks. I don't think anyone was like this. Vaughn Miller. Vaughn's was probably the closest. I don't think there's anyone like this. This is massive. <laughs> it looks like a video game truck. He's not driving a Subaru. It uh, looks like he, if he wants to embrace Colorado, that's the final step he has. He's done everything else great. <laughs> he just shows up in a wow, Forester could, tomorrow. I hope he so, shows up in a monster truck. A monster truck monster. Subaru. He did <laughs> no. yesterday. <laughs> I'm talking about one of the ones that they drive at like Ball Arena. I'm pretty sure uh, someone missed a block for him today, and he's going to drive over their car on his way out today. Wow, would Probably wouldn't even notice. It, it would be. All right, next one is from Denver Rivals. Hey, guys, just wanted to let everyone know about a Rivals happy hour taking place on August 4th to celebrate the 2022 and 2022 season via Green Valley mm. Ranch Beer Garden. Denver Rivals loves getting free advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. <laughs> from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m., having the DNVR Fam, check out the program in person while sharing a drink uh, with some fellow football heads. It'd be great. Hope to see you there. I know this comment might not make it on today's pod, but I got to ask this question today. Do you think the 2020s has a chance to be the greatest decade in Colorado sports history? Think about it. The Nuggets, if healthy and with better defensive play, could easily be a top three finals contender with the back-to-back MVP. The Avs just won the Stanley Cup and could easily repeat. The Broncos now have a Hall of Fame quarterback and could easily project as a contender if they stay healthy and make some strides. Even the Rockies with Bryant, no. And the right chemistry could trend <laughs> upwards from their decline after the 2017 and 2018 playoff runs. Chris Bryant has played like six games. You had a good argument, uh, uh, Denver Rivals, until you brought up Chris well, It Bryant. doesn't matter. You don't need the Rockies. Um, the record for a decade right now is two championships. So they got one... Wouldn't it be three? 90s. In the 90s. Oh, yeah, three in no, the 90s. That's just two. Two Broncos, one ass. Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yep, I forgot about. Uh, okay, Wait, so. which one did you forget about? Uh, I forgot Ice. about the second Broncos. Wow. 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 That's not okay. Actually, no, wait. I was thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. I was thinking I think 2000. You the ass. I think I was thinking 2001. Mm. Just like, I was like two, or I was like three. And then if you take away 2001, then it's two. So I, I don't know. You're not right. thinking of the ass. Right. Yeah. Damn. Wow. 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 Take that shirt off. Shameful. <laughs> sure. um, yeah, I think uh, I think it does. There's it potential. Does. So you got it's, one it's not easy, way though. earlier than you ever got one that decade. Yeah, way ahead of, uh, you're way ahead so of... So now you need three more Wait, in what order do you to mean beat you? it. You said two. Two what? Two, two more championships. Oh, two more. Okay. <laughs> well, you no, you need three. I don't even remember saying that. I didn't, put, see, I didn't write down championships in the 90s uh, in my notes. Oh, my gosh. Ah, see, the notes failed. Yeah. And final one coming in from asking for a friend. He says, what happened to the Dulcich hype? Well, since we've stopped talking about him, he has not been playing. That's why we haven't been yeah. talking about him. But yeah. the, there's a good thing to that. When he's been playing, he's been catching our eye. The bad cool. thing is he hasn't been playing. Totally. Ryan, look through your nose for Dulcich. Um, Dulcich, Dulcich. <laughs> I'm going to see if there's any um, just random notes out of context uh, out that of I context can share. Out of context notes. Rip to court. That one makes sense. Yeah. Um, Russ to 82, Russ to 26. Russ missed 83, he pressure 55. Mm. Melvin, nice cutback. JJ misses JJ on over. Wow, that wow. one doesn't make sense. No, I remember Josh that play. Johnson misses Jerry wow. Judy. On I remember I sat on the side. I was like, oh, Jerry. And then I was like, yeah, he threw it and he missed. What that, a shame. That <laughs> is the Jerry Judy route. And I think yep. he's just going to eat on that this year. Yep. I hope so. I hope to see more of him and Cortland Sutton and the receivers tomorrow. 
Like tomorrow, I'm going to write some more obscure notes. You guys are going to have to decipher them. <laughs> yes. I love it. I yes. love it. <laughs> All right. This has been a whole lot of fun. Um, I think what you're going to see over the course of this training camp is the defense is still going to look good. The offense is just going to look better every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so no need to overreact to no. anything today, except for unless you're doing a segment on your show called Overreaction <laughs> of the Day. Um, but for today, that wraps it up. Thanks to everyone who supported us and supports our coverage, and we will catch you tomorrow. Take you back one last time